Welcome to Rise and Shine, the podcast dedicated to women in home building who are ready to rise professionally and shine personally. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and I am thrilled to embark on this empowering journey with you. Together, we're going to dive into the world of leadership, sales, mindset, results, and corporate climbing, all tailored to the unique experiences of women in this industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, Rise and Shine is here to provide you with actionable insights, inspiring stories, and expert advice to propel you forward in your career and illuminate your personal growth. So if you're ready to break some barriers, conquer challenges, and redefine success on your own terms, you are in the right place. It's time to rise, it's time to shine, and it all starts right here. Let's get started. Today, I am very excited to bring on a guest. Uh, For those of you who tune in, you know how much I love the guest episodes. They're probably my favorite. And a few weeks ago, I was scrolling on LinkedIn in the morning over a cup of coffee, as I do, and I stumbled across this video about failing forward, and I was hooked. We've all heard the concept of fail forward, but it was presented in a new and exciting way, a way that really resonated with me, and it was something I thought would be valuable for all of you tuning in to hear. And this video was by Mr. Jacob Brown. So today, I'm very excited to welcome Jacob to the show. He is a motivational speaker, a coach, a business owner, a three-time TEDx speaker, former NFL athlete, and a dedicated husband and dad of four beautiful children. Loved seeing everybody in Halloween costumes, even you and your (laughs) wife. That was great. And he is the creator of the hashtag fail forward movement. So Jacob, welcome to the show. Abby, thank you so much for, uh, first of all, reaching out to me. And and second of all, to, to invite me to the show. I've been very excited to speak to the audience and uh, just get to know you a bit more and and hopefully you guys can get to know me. Absolutely. So tell us in your words, what does fail forward mean? Fail forward, man. I So back in 2017 was the first time I wrote a what I call a fail forward post where I would post uh, a story or a thought, a quote, whatever it might be, and then hashtag hit fail forward afterwards. And I know a lot of people know of Fail Forward from John Maxwell. John Maxwell wrote a book back in the early 2000s called Fail Forward. And um, so I'm not the originator of that term, but I am the originator of the hashtag, I guess you could say. So there you go. Take credit uh, where credit's due. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So so failing forward for me came back in 2006. I was getting ready to go to the NFL. I had just finished my fifth year at Central Michigan playing football there. And I was getting ready to go to the NFL and I was visiting my aunt down in Georgia. And she asked me a simple question. I was 22 years old, best shape of my life. I had tons of NFL prospects. And she asked me, she says, Jake, what happens if football doesn't work out? And I couldn't believe she even asked me that because I was at the height of my career and I was ready to go. You know, I have an uncle Monty, her youngest brother, who actually played in two Super Bowls. My uncle Monty Brown played for the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots. I've got a younger brother that played two years behind me at Central, and we played all through high school, all through college together. He actually went on to the NFL as well. Like, football runs in my family, okay? So when she asked me what happens if football doesn't work out, like, that was never even a thought, you know? And I said, well, if if football doesn't work out, I'll just fall back on what I was getting my degree in, either graphic or web design. And she says, Jake, if you're ever going to fail or fall, always fall or fail forward. And in football, we're taught when you get tackled, you you initially you fail, right? You're trying to score a touchdown and somebody tackles you, you failed the mission, right? But if you fall forward, we're taught to fall forward with the ball 
And the reason is because you gain extra yards, right? And if you get tackled on the one yard line and you fall forward, you score a touchdown. So the same is true in life. What she taught me was even though I might fail or will fail in life, if I fall forward or fail forward, I can still make progress in life, right? I can still gain extra yards in life. And sometimes I can still score a touchdown in life. (laughs) So failing forward for me is something that, you know, after I was cut from the NFL, and battled with a lot of different things over my life, I realized that every time I failed, I still took the knowledge, the progress that I made up into that point into the next phase or chapter of my life. And that's how I fell forward. And that's something I do every single day of my life because we're going to fail, we're going to fall. Nothing is always going to work out. But if you take that progress and knowledge that you gained up into that point and fell forward, you'll be better off in life. Yeah. So that's the message, guys. That's what I saw in this video. And I hope you're feeling as amped as I am. Now, Jacob, I don't know if you and I talked about this on our our call before. I am not a sports girl. Like my husband, don't, you know, don't hold this against me. Diehard Eagles fan. So like we're an Eagles house. But like I've watched football my entire life. My dad was a football guy. He's a Chiefs fan. Like I would sit on the couch with my dad, watch it. I don't think I even knew what a down was until maybe like five years ago, even though I watched football forever. But for you to like use a sports analogy and get to like just some girl that doesn't really know much about sports, I think that says a lot. But now I I still watch football all the time. And now I see them failing, like falling forward. And I'm like, oh, it's a thing. Like, this is incredible. Now it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And my husband and I got, we rewatched all of Friday Night Lights. I don't know. Have you ever watched that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we started from the beginning and like those state champions I'm like ship games I'm like I've never cared about a game so much as watching this <laughs> but it it's like every time I'm watching these games now I'm thinking about what you're saying but I'm also seeing it in real life I'm seeing it in my life I actually made a list of all of my failures in preparation for this call because yeah. I want to start thinking about how did these opportunities in my life that felt like failures how did they really tee me up for what came next yeah. and I remember early in my career I went to a management training class and it was really cool. The instructor asked us to all draw a timeline, draw a linear line and mark out all your highs and all your lows over time. And how often did success follow defeat? Yeah. And that was such a great visual for us to do. And so I kind of did like a little mini one of those again this morning. And I encourage anybody listening to do your own personal timeline, because I think we we think in those moments when we've, quote unquote, failed, that that's the end of something. And it doesn't always have to be the end of something. And one of the things that you talk about is kind of like harnessing that energy as fuel. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So if you think about failure as, I mean, every time someone fails, more and more tension, right, is inside your body, your mind. The more tension, the more you start to believe that you either weren't good enough or that failure was meant to happen, right? But if you think about failure as being inside of a slingshot, every time you fail, you fall backwards and fall backwards, right? But you know, anytime in a slingshot, anytime that a slingshot needs to go forward, it has to be pulled back first. The same is true with an arrow, right? You can't just start an arrow in a in a crossbow or a bow and just not pull the string back and expect it to fly forward. You have to pull it back. You have to have tension. You have to have that pressure. And the same is true in our lives. Like when we fail, that is tension. That is pressure. That is being pulled back. But what happens as soon as you let go, 
You right, fly, man, you soar. You fly. Yeah. you fly. So every single time that I fail, I believe that it is something that I can be that can be used as fuel for when it is time to fly forward and when it is time to fail forward. Right. So I've used all of my failures as fuel all throughout my life. I love that. So I call this your slingshot moments. So yeah. I've, had, I've had a podcast on this too. So my first like memorable slingshot moment was in, in professional world. There are plenty in personal world too, but I was going through a really hard time personally. I was in sales. Sales is a mindset game. If you can't show up, like you're just oh, yeah. going to struggle, right? So I had like a run of just <clears throat> really, really struggling in, in the sales environment. And I... And I was having a lot of, because I was having a lot of personal stuff, I was battling infertility. I got told I couldn't have kids. It was very hard. We were going through financial problems. We actually filed bankruptcy. So 2011 was just kind of like the shit year, like the failure year. Yeah. And I self-demoted myself at work. I went into the office. I, I mean, I talked to my husband. I talked to my parents. I did all the things. And I'm like, I just, I'm not showing up great in the work that I'm doing. And if I was my boss, I would fire me right now. So I'm going to self-demote because I needed to get focused on where I needed to go next. Yeah. And I wasn't putting energy in the right direction. So I went in and I asked my bosses if I could take a step back into a role with a little less stress, a little bit more. Um, I could still make impact and make money, but I just didn't have that burden of commission. And I didn't have the weight of the world on my shoulders while well, I'm going through all these other very heavy personal things, right? They obliged, which is great, but I felt like I committed career suicide in that moment. You know, it's like, okay, now my, my financial world's crumbling. My family's crumbling. I can't have kids. And now my job's crumbling. I'm, you know, six years into my career and I'm backwards. Like I'm, I'm back to like before college days, this just, it all felt terrible, but I always refer to that time as a slingshot moment because yeah. it allowed me to pull back focus. What do you really want, Abby? Where do you want to go next? And then commit and fly forward. And yeah. after that moment, I did, I really soared professionally. I got more focused, got everything else, you know, all my house is in order. Then those listening know I have two beautiful babies, thanks to my insane perseverance and medical <laughs> advancements. Um, but, but we have this <clears throat> life and it feels like you're down. It feels like you're out. It feels like how in the world do I get back from this? Did I just commit career suicide? Is there a way to, to, to fail forward in that moment. And there certainly is. And it is, it's, it's that taking of that. What's the word in science you got potential energy and kinetic energy or something like that. I feel like you've yeah. got one of those kind of like working on your side to really, really, really help you propel forward. And I love that message. And I think in the moment, it's really, really hard to see it. Hindsight's 2020, right? Like you can always, go back, draw your linear line and be like, oh yeah, that served me. That's great. But what advice would you give for somebody in the moment feeling like maybe they just experienced a failure or a setback? How can they shift their mindset to really make the most of that the situation and to get the, the benefit of that slingshot pullback? Yes. So one thing that I have done is if you look back in your history, right, everyone has gone through a moment where they failed, where they felt like a failure, where they felt like the world was ending, right? Now, obviously, the world didn't end even in those moments, right? Right. So one thing that I've done is even through all my failures, after getting cut from the NFL, being uh, laid off back in 2008 from my position because of the economic downturn, right? Um, being Letting go of a few of my employees that I never thought I would have to let go and being let go shortly after that as well from that position, Right. Take, making it all the way to the height of height of height of my career within my industry as a creative director, 
And then having to take a $50,000 pay cut because I was struggling with alcohol. I wasn't being a good leader at that time. And I kind of self-demoted myself as well, right? Mm -hmm. Going through those moments of time where you feel like the world is crashing and crumbling, right? In those moments, it feels like the world is over. In those moments. But if you look at back at history, you can always see that those moments had to happen in your life in order for the next slingshot moment to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Now you said hindsight is 2020. Yes, hindsight is absolutely 2020. I can look back right now at my life at all of the terrible moments that have happened in my life, in my career, in my relationships, in my fatherhood, my parenthood, my friendships, right? And I can say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad those things happened. Yeah. Right? I can only say that now because of where I'm at, right? right? Because now I can look back because I'm not in the middle of those travesties and devastations. Because in the middle of those travesties and devastations, it felt like the world was ending. But now I can look back and say, oh, I had to go through that. And it made me a stronger person. It made me a better husband. It made me a better father. It made me a better business owner, right? Because hindsight is twenty twenty. Now, when you're in the moment or the moments that will come, how can you have foresight of what is what is happening and say in the moment, this crappy moment has to happen and yes, it sucks, but I know it has to happen because I know, based on history, what's going to happen. January of 2023, this past year, mm -hmm. I was laid off from a $200,000 job at Amazon. I had just started the job four months before. I let my wife, who just celebrated one year of being an entrepreneur photographer, she's a, a wedding and family photographer. She Thank just posted about two hours ago, she's celebrating one year of being a full-time entrepreneur right? Yeah. The reason she was able to be a full-time entrepreneur is because I got this big time job at Amazon and I'm doing all these other big things. And I'm like, honey, chase your dreams. I got you. We'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. November of 2022, four years, four months later, I get laid off from my job. And now we're looking around like what the heck is going to happen. Yeah. Right. On January 18th of 2023, I got that email from Amazon letting me know that my my position was uh, eliminated as part of the 18,000 tech cuts, blah, blah, blah. And I came downstairs and I told my wife and my mother-in-law who were sitting on the couch. And I said, hey, I just got an email saying that I was let go. And they looked at me like ghosts. But in that moment, I said, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And the reason I know we'll be okay is because of the past, what I've already experienced. Yeah. And it was from that moment on, I decided I was going to also be a full-time entrepreneur full-time motivational, transformational speaker, author, and a coach, yeah. right? And since then, we've been not only com completely fine, but we've had a much better life now, right? Now, in the moment, I could have said, oh my gosh, the world is ending. We got no health insurance. We've got we've got four kids. <laughs> which, which, about... Health insurance is a whole other conversation we need to get into, yeah. Jacob. Maybe that's another podcast episode. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Entrepreneurial journey and, and health insurance is, is it's a whole stress in and of itself. It's a whole different stress, yeah. right? But in that yeah. moment, I recognize that because of what I've already been through in the past, I know foresight, we're going to be okay. And yeah. that had to happen. It had to happen in order to spring me into exactly what, you have yeah. me on the podcast doing now, yeah. being able to speak full time. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I do this practice with my with my coaching clients when I feel like they're maybe low on confidence or they're not able to see 
you know, that, that foresight, right. Yes. Or I tell them to write a hype girl letter. Oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, go back to these times in your life when you were scrappy as hell, you overcame obstacles and write a letter to yourself from that person. So that would be like, dear Abby, (laughs) dear Abby, dear Abby, remember that time when you went bankrupt and you lived and you refilled the coffers and you did better next time? Hey, remember that time you took a demotion, but it landed you in one of your favorite jobs you've ever had. And like you do this letter to yourself from like your past experience so that you can reread it, get the courage that you need to go through the journey that you're on to get to the other side. And so I think that's a really good technique. If, you know, if you're listening and you feel like you're in the throes of it, that's a good way to reset your mindset, to have foresight is to look at how far you've come and how all of those past things have served you. And to maybe let go of a little bit of control. Like I'm like, I I like a little bit of woo here and there, Jacob, like universe is trying to tell you something. And maybe it's taking you on a path you couldn't do for yourself. You know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was in high school. Like my mom always ran her own business. My dad was the corporate climber. Like I always had that bug, but I needed the series of things that happened to me professionally to motivate me to take that chance. Right. And it's like, as much as I wish some of that didn't happen, or I wish that things went differently, like at the same time, I'm so grateful for it because it gave me the courage to put me on the path that I'm on today. And even yesterday I was talking with a client and they were like, Oh, like you're living the dream. And I'm like, I am, but this is also a stepping stone. I don't know what's next. Like, I really, truly don't try to plan too far in advance anymore because type A Abby of yesteryear just lived in stress and anxiety and kind of felt always a little like discontent because the goals were always big and I was never getting there. Like now I'm about the journey. Like I'm here. This is what I'm doing. I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm open to whatever's next. And I think sometimes we need that too, because failure hurts because it's also a it's a failure of expectations, right? You expected that you were going to have this Amazon job for a long time. You expected you could provide for your wife. Like the, the, the impact is sometimes the expectation more than the thing itself. Right. It's it. And then you have to reset kind of where are we going next? So, yeah, I think that that's huge. Right. It's just that, that mindset and that perception of foresight (laughs) in those moments, (laughs) instead of waiting for hindsight to catch up. Another thing I wanted to chat with you about is this concept of grit and quit. And I'm a huge believer that you need both in your life. I think, you know, society today is all about the hustle and the grit and like all of this and and perseverance. But I love, um, do I have it over here? Angela Duckworth's book about um, grit is that it's not just about persevering. It's about passion and perseverance. And I think what happens is sometimes we persevere for the sake of persevering and we grit for the sake of grit, but we may have lost our passion and maybe we could reignite it or maybe it's on something else. And we're like square peg round hole, like fighting this. Right. And it may be time to quit. How would you kind of like coach somebody through in this moment of failure? I want to get back up. Do I get back up and try again? Or do I get back up and try something new? Is it time to quit or is it time to grit? How would you kind of walk somebody through that? Yeah. So as a former football player, I love the the word grit, right? And the the word grit is that uh, that mentality of of grinding, that mentality of fighting for every inch, that mentality of doing everything that you love to do with passion and grit, Mm -hmm. right? Now, when that passion and that grit is no longer there, or you feel like you're banging your head against a wall, right? 
So after I was cut from the NFL, I spent about another year still trying to get on other NFL teams, whether it was a uh, arena football team. And I did go down to Little Rock, Arkansas to go try out for arena team. And I just realized at that point, like that my love and passion for the game was not the way it was before. And maybe it was because of what happened to me in, in, in my NFL experience, but the, the grit and the passion was no longer really there. And I had a, a family at that time. I had to go back home and I had to start providing for them, right? Yeah. Now, I could have continued to chase this, this dream of playing on an NFL football team, right? And that would have only hurt the people around me, right? So I had to get to a point where not only did I have to quit, but I also had to pivot my mindset in the in the way that I thought about providing for my family because I had only thought at that point that I was a football player. That's all I could do, right? Yeah. There are a lot of people that are in jobs or in positions that they absolutely hate because they don't want to quit, right? Yeah. Or they want to be loyal or they don't want to job hop or they don't want their parents to say, hey, why'd you leave that job? It has good health insurance or, yeah. <laughs> or you know what I mean? They don't want to start over. Yeah. But there are times in our lives, guys, you have to get to a point where the definition of doing the same thing and expecting a different result is insanity, right? That is insanity. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going through their lives living insane lives because they're unwilling to quit, but for the cause of grit, right? But it's actually not grit. It's actually just plain insanity because what's going to happen is you're going to end up affecting your health you're going to end up affecting your families around you you're going to end up affecting your own true passion right yeah so getting to a point where your your grit and your passion and your your struggle and your fight is no longer there and you've got to pivot right and maybe if you don't like the word quit you pivot right you can, <laughs> yeah you can pivot to a different uh career you can pivot to a different position yeah you can pivot to a different job and that's completely fine yeah. you're not gonna lose points of life if you change careers right or if you have to pivot right and you're not a quitter you're actually smarter for doing it yeah. instead of for the cause of grit or yeah. loyalty yeah yeah that's so important because I feel like I see a lot of people who, when they're maybe unhappy in a role um, or feeling like they're not climbing, they're like, I just need to stick it out. And they have this like sunk cost analysis, right? Where, you know, I even had the same thing when I first entertained the thought of leaving my company. It was like, well, Abby, you've done this for like 16 years. Like you've invested all this time. And then I needed a little perspective shift. And I'm like, okay, girlfriend, like you're not even 40 at the time, 40 now, exactly. but like, you're not even 40. You're going to work for another 25 years. Like you could still build a whole new something else for yourself. Absolutely. And it was having to like, I, I like blinders. I like being focused, but sometimes you do need to like kind of let down the blinders, yes. look around, like what other opportunities are out there? What else sparks joy? And to not continue to invest time, energy into a path that no longer serves you. And for me, that was a huge catalyst for my pivot was, okay, so what? I give this another five to 10 years, but then that puts me five to 10 years behind on my dream. Exactly. And and, and if COVID taught us anything, we're not all guaranteed time. Like that was a huge wake up call for me. Um, you know, when we're young, we think we're invincible, but you know, so many people, you know, unfortunately lost their lives during this time, people that never should have. And we all had people close to us. And I just remember thinking like, tomorrow's not guaranteed no. and I can invest five, 
25, whatever more years on this path, but is that going to be me at my highest and best potential? Right. And at what point do I stop? Like, like if there's so much time in my life, at what point do I stop wasting it on things that maybe no longer serve me or that yeah. no longer bring me joy? And this isn't just work guys. This is personal life, right? This is eating habits. This is health habits. This is relationships. This is any, anything that's kind of going on. And you know, Jacob, you mentioned briefly in, in, in your last little uh, section there about health, when you're not in alignment with yeah. what you're supposed to be doing, or you're, you're in that grit without passion, which is how you lead to burnout, I think is yeah. it, your health becomes a huge thing. And I'm hearing a lot of people talking about this lately. Uh, for me, I got reoccurring mono towards the end of my corporate career. And I was like, okay, body like heard. Yeah. Like I'm falling asleep at three o'clock. You're telling me something's wrong. So it's like the fourth time I've had mono and it always comes as a result of stress. And I'm like, okay, this is, I, I need to listen. Right. Again, we don't, sometimes the universe, our body tells us something that we're not willing to hear for ourselves. And yeah. I hear this a lot, right. People are like, oh, I'm having really bad health. I'm having incessant migraines. I'm having, you know, unexplained this and that going on. And it's like, Hey, stress in your body, shows up in your health. Right. And so Absolutely. I want anybody listening to like, listen to your body. It's smart. Um, yeah. I wish it gave us an update every morning, like a smartwatch that said like, Hey, your heart rate's high today. Well, I guess your Apple watch will do that for you, <laughs> but like, Hey, you know, your, your triglycerides are out of control. Like maybe stop eating all that food, Abby. Like you don't get these updates, but you do have to go and see a doctor, get, get your, get your life in order and take care of yourself. Yes. And I really think that like, Failure can be a pivoting moment, good or bad, and you have the power to choose it. It's not destiny. Yes. Right. It's not destiny. It, it, it's up to you of, are we going to, are we going to go again? Are we going to try again? Are we going to pivot? And how are we going to use this as a defining moment to set us up for the next thing that we do? And so is there a time when you kind of look back through, through your failures and your, and your victories and all that, where you would, where you could clearly pinpoint this served me here. So like, think about your NFL career. Like, I'm sure that ending is devastating. I don't even know where, where to begin with that. If that's like your lifelong pursuit and passion, but how did that experience now serve you where you are today? Yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot of the experiences that I've gone through, especially the failures that I've gone through, whether it was a failed business, my uh, first failed marriage, uh, I got married at 22 years old. Um, I knew it was a mistake when I jumped into it, but I, I I went through with it anyway. And seven years later, we got divorced and we've got two beautiful boys from it that are almost 17 and 15. And um, looking back and saying, OK, that felt like a failure, but I got these two beautiful boys. And one of them is a phenom, like a phenom, literally. Uh, he's a junior attorney at his uh, high school only 16 years old. And um, he was actually just reached out to by the Jennifer Hudson show uh, to be on the show. So look out for my son, Caden Brown. If you guys follow, yeah, I got, follow I got me on little goosebumps. I got like a proud parent moment by <laughs> proxy or whatever you want to call that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's in, in you look back and you say, okay, if that, if those moments of failure never happened, these things would have never happened. Right. Um, because they either wouldn't have never existed or things or life would have been different. Right. And going to the NFL, Sure, it sucked being cut by the Raiders, but I can look back and say, hey, I still put on an NFL helmet. My number was number 19. I had my own locker. I ran routes next to Randy Moss. Like I can look back and realize that those men 
put on their pants one leg at a time, just like me. Mm -hmm. Right. They weren't superhumans. They were men that bled, that had thoughts, that had worries, that had fears, just like me. <clears throat> so that helps me realize that I was good enough to be there. I was there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And that and now I can help other people that have those types of dreams and aspirations to understand that, hey, you can do it, too. Right. Yeah. And even if you fail, there are things you can still learn and take from them and apply them to your everyday life. And I apply a lot of football principles and practices and teamwork and listening to coaches and taking coaching. Right. I apply all of those things I learned over my 15 year football career into my daily life and business even today. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this show, especially in this season, I, I know I told you about like my audience, we're in home building and, and real yeah. estate. And it's, it's, it's tough right now. And I, I don't want to be one of those people that just butterflies, cupcakes and rainbows things. Cause I don't think that's helpful, right? Like you can do it. And you know, just, I don't think cheerleading alone is enough when times are tough. Right. I think yeah. we really need to have strategies like a mindset and, and a hype girl letter or hype guy letter. Like you need something to help you tactically kind of get through these times, but as the market's shifting and there's a lot of uncertainty of what's next, um, I don't know how much you know about real estate world, but we're heading into an election and that always kind of gets buyers yeah. all freaked out for whatever reason. <laughs> there's a million, but I think they just think they're supposed to be freaked out. So they freak out and interest rates are doing crazy things. And, you know, there's, there's a housing issue. There's an affordability issue. There's all these things that seem like we're down and out, but none of this is permanent. Right. And, and I try to encourage people that like real estate is cyclical and yes. seasons change, interest rates change, pricing changes, elections will come and go. Like all of this stuff is cyclical, but it's about showing up great in the season that you're in. Is yes. there any kind of like advice you would give for that? Like just, just that, that seasonal kind of like, you know, I need to hustle right now. I need to do things different. Like how would you kind of coach somebody through just a season of change, not even a failure? Cause this isn't a failure for people, yeah. right? This isn't something we can control. I like to think control the controllable. So how can you show up in this season of what feels like adversity is maybe being thrown at you versus something you individually may have contributed to the cause? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I firmly believe that everything in life is in seasons, right? In multiple seasons. I live in Michigan. Okay. So basically from I'm November sorry about to, that. No, I'm, just uh, it's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm from basically, the Northeast originally, but I, I, I can't even imagine. Uh, is it cold there already? Like, have you had snow? Oh yet? yeah. We, we had snow on, on uh, Halloween. So yeah. Halloween night, it Crazy. snowed. So basically from November to February, March, we get snow. Okay. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be between yeah. 20 degrees to 40 degrees almost every single day. It's going to be gray. It's going to be nasty. It's going to look... Yeah not fun, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Most people like me who do not really like go snowboarding or skiing, we really don't like the snow, right? There's just a, there's nothing appealing to the snow. It's beautiful on Christmas, but outside of that, it's really not pretty. Mm -hmm. But I call these phases in life a rest phase, okay? You've probably seen me talk about rest. I think everyone should have a rest period in their life. Now, when I talk about rest, I'm not talking about sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, drinking drinking a bunch of pop, or even going on vacation. I'm talking about active rest, okay? In a symphony orchestra, the rest note, the rest note mm -hmm. is where most of the work happens, right? Mm -hmm. This is where they put their instruments down. 
you talked a little bit about this earlier. They're focusing on their breathing, mm-hmm. right? They're listening to all the beautiful sound that's happening around them. And they're preparing their mind, their body, and their breathing to jump back in to the whole symphony when the next note moves, okay? This is where the most work happens. There's a story of two lumberjacks chopping wood from sunup to sundown. You ever heard this story? No, go for it. I love a good story. Two two lumberjacks are chopping wood from sunup to sundown. Lumberjack number one notices that number two never takes a break, right? But he takes a break, a one-hour break in the middle of the day every single day. Lumberjack number two notices that lumberjack number one is chopping more wood even though he takes a break. So after about two months, he finally asked him, hey, dude, what are you doing on your break that you're able to chop more wood than me? Lumberjack number one laughs. He says, well, I I take a lunch. He said, you should try it sometime. But I also, on my lunch, I sharpen my blade, right? We often believe that we're supposed to grind, 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 and never take a break to sharpen our blade. Okay. In our rest phase, if if the, if business is slow, right? If winter is coming, that is the time where you are being intentionally put into a rest phase where you should take a moment, pay attention to your, your body, your breathing, your mind, your finances, right? Pay attention to all the beautiful things that are happening around to appreciate the things that are happening around you, but also sharpen your blade, sharpen your mind. Read the tutorials, watch the watch the tutorials, read the books, rub up against those people that are doing better business than you to learn from them, right? Mm-hmm. This all only happens in the rest phase, right? Mm-hmm. Take the time to rest and sharpen your mind. Sharpen your mind and your blade during this time so that when you do come out on the other side, that when the season changes, right? When it's no longer winter, but it's spring, right? Mm-hmm. You're able to do more faster, better, and more efficiently, because during the rest is when you sharpened your blade. Now you can chop more wood when the time comes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's like the perfect message that everybody needs in, in the home building industry today. Things are slowing and that doesn't mean freak out. And that doesn't mean triple down on chaotic grind. It truly is a great time to take a breath, Where are we at? Where do we want to go? And what skill can I develop today that's going to get me there and set me up for this next season? So I I said on last week's podcast, um, if you haven't listened, go back and take a listen to it, that during these shifts, it's really good to educate and innovate. Yes. Because you can't do that when you're in helter skelter, right? When you're writing 20 contracts a month, which is amazing. We love that too. But when you're, when you're in that level of volume, you can't always pause, rest, take a breath, sharpen your saw, Right. But when you're, when you get these forced rest, these four seasons of slowdown, this is truly when we can dig in. So yeah. I'm going to take just a few minutes, Jacob, just to kind of like relate this to home building world yeah, for my audience absolutely. real quick. So for you guys tuning in, what that might look like is more intention on community appearance, right? You've been busy. Maybe you haven't driven your neighborhoods. Is there crap all over the streets? I just walked my neighborhood new phase and I walked over like 16 nails and I kicked them all to the side because even though I don't work 
here, I'm going to help, right? Like be mindful of sight appearance. This is something that makes an impact. Um, be mindful of your, your model. Does your model look good? Does it need repainted? Do you need, do you need things stocked? Are you giving the best experience to your customers as you can slow down, go through your website or, or switch websites with another community and have them cross audit. Okay. These are things that are like best practices and ways for you to really shine. So that when the traffic starts coming again, you are showing up as your best self. It's also a great time to work on your sales skills. So maybe you want to get with a friend. Maybe you want to practice some of your talk tracks and some of your scripts and practice your closing techniques and, and help each other out with overcoming objections. This is a great time to maximize. So instead of having a week where maybe your traffic dipped and you just sat there and twiddled your thumbs or called your peer and bitched about it, how about instead we call our peer and we watch a webinar together or we call Abby and I'll help you out and we'll chat yes. for 30 minutes and I'll give you like some good stuff for you to focus on. Like be productive with this time when you have it and be intentional about it and do take rest, rest. Um, in our world, Jacob, it's really hard to take vacation in the sales side because you feel like you're always going to constantly miss out. Absolutely. I think if you've got built up vacation, if your boss will let you take a day Go home, step out of your office and think about what do you want to do to show up great in this season? And what can you do that's also going to prepare you for the next one? Because spring is coming and spring in real estate is always good, right? And people will get more comfortable and and the economy is always going to shift. And I don't want you to be helter skelter, this, this, you know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. It's just the sky, the sky got a little cloudy guys. <laughs> it's okay. We can, we can persevere, get an umbrella, get a raincoat, get ready, but also get prepared for when the sun shines again. And so I love that concept of that rest. And what are we going to do in that pause to really set us up for that next season? So that's awesome. Um, Jacob, I feel like you could like go into home builders and give this pep talk and this, you know, this encouragement of, Failing forward, I think it's something we don't celebrate enough is failure. I, I I think it would be amazing if we could get resumes that were like highlight reels and failure reels. Like, can we do the yes. good and the bad? Because I think we learn just as much <clears throat> in our failure, if not more than we do in the awards and accolades. Um, if somebody wants to work with you and bring you in for speaking or is interested in, in coaching and developing with you, how can they find you? Where's the best place to go? Yeah, so a couple of different places you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I shouldn't be too too hard to, to find, just Jacob Brown. Um, or you can go to my website, which is failforwardbrown.com. So failforwardbrown.com. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and TikTok at official Jake Brown. And um, any, anybody wants to reach out to me, my cell phone number is 248-805-6093. And I'll, I'll be sure to send all my information to Abby if she wants to distribute to you guys as well. But I am uh, I'm starting to book into 2024 for conferences and sales meetings. I would love to come speak at any of your team meetings, conferences, um, or even retreats. Please reach out to me. I'm looking forward to filming forward with each and every one of you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave everybody with before we sign off for today? Yeah, so the, the last thing I want to leave with you is really, really quick. There's a, a quick story about the uh, the old uh, farmer, Chinese farmer, that once lost his horse, okay? Uh, the old Chinese farmer once lost his horse, and all of the neighbors came around. They said, oh, that's bad fortune, isn't it? And the, the Chinese farmer simply said, maybe. And the following day, the, the uh, Chinese farmer's horse returned with seven wild horses. And all of the neighbors came around. They said, that's great fortune. And the Chinese farmer simply said, maybe. The following day, the Chinese farmer's son took out one of the wild horses to try to tame it. 
he was thrown off and broke his leg and all of the villagers came around. They said, that's bad fortune, isn't it? Chinese farmers simply said, maybe. The next day, the Chinese emperor ordered all able-bodied men to join the war because they were going to war with the neighboring country, but the Chinese farmer's son couldn't go to war because his leg was broken, to which all of the villagers came around. They said, that's great fortune your son would save, to, to which the Chinese farmer simply said, maybe. In China, there's a saying, and I want you guys to remember this saying. The saying is, Sai Wing Shi Ma. Sai Wing Shi Ma. They always say Sai Wing Shi Ma whenever anything bad happens because they Sai Wing Shi Ma says to remember the old farmer that once lost his horse. The Chinese farmer understood that no matter what happened in his life, whether good or bad, no matter what season he was in his life, maybe. He never knew if it was good or bad until later. So he maintained a good spirit, a solid spirit, and one that was not swayed by the things that happened in his life. He understood that everything was happening, and I want you to catch this, not to him, but everything was happening for him. So remember that everything that happens in your life is not happening to you, but it is indeed happening for you. Wonderful. Such a great story. And I'm not even going to add anything else. We're just going <laughs> to leave it there because you ended it beautifully. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Jacob, for being here. And it's a bye thank for you. now. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Rise and Shine. We hope you're leaving today's conversation feeling inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to make a meaningful impact in your career and life. Remember, your journey is unique and every step you take brings you closer to your goals. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment of empowerment and share with a friend, somebody who you think may benefit from this episode too. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, insights, and even topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes episodes by connecting with us on social media or leaving a review. Your feedback helps us tailor Rise and Shine to meet your unique needs. Until next time, keep rising, keep shining, and keep making your mark in the world of home building.